0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe.
2: Welcome to the AEW Rampage review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Andy Murray from What Culture to discuss everything that happened on Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also Wednesday night, <laughs> the Dino Mage, Manara, and actually, what have I walked into here? What you- is is this <laughs> <laughs> streaming of live event, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Andy Murray to review Rampage, the Dadley boys conspicuously off ill together today. Sneaky and mm. cheeky, uh, we wish them well in their recovery. But what did you make of Rampage this week, Andy? It's an episode of Rampage, wasn't it? It's the same, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like there's a baseline of quality that it hits every single week. Uh... It's usually pretty good to to very good. I would say this one was good. Um, not really a lot I didn't like to be honest. We'll get to it bit by bit, obviously. But the usual fun, easy, breezy watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't think anything overstayed. It's welcome. Uh, it it's so easy just to consume the show with my cup of coffee on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate how quickly the hour flies by. And uh, yeah, pretty standard episode of Rampage for me. Um, four matches on the cards. They keep them brisk. They keep them simple. Well, I saw a lot of people uh, maybe talking about certain little things they didn't like on this show. But hey, listen, when the butcher comes out and he's eating a pork chop (laughs) and it's on air, you don't complain. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I think I always say this. I think um, if I didn't do this for a job, and let's be honest, it's seemingly inevitable, the firings come in eventually. (laughs) Um, I would, without doubt, watch Dynamite as I do now because I don't want to see stuff get spoiled on social media. Maybe keep tabs mm-hmm. on Raw. I'd probably still watch SmackDown when I do on, like, a Sunday afternoon yeah. because I can do it in 20 minutes, I think we worked <laughs> yeah. it out, yeah. Yeah. if you skip all the entrances <laughs> and the recaps. And the, the same applies to Rampage. Like, I wouldn't watch it first thing on a Saturday um, if if it wasn't my job, but I would certainly keep up, keep up with it because it's, yeah, it's, like, it's, what, 52 minutes? It's so yeah. easy to consume, and like you say, it's always... 7 out of 10 basically. Yeah,
1: exactly. You have a good time. You Indeed. have a good time.
2: Personified by the only match on uh, on Rampage, uh, Darby Allen versus Mark Quen. Um they factored in obviously what happened at the pay-per-view on Sunday. So Darby Allen's got bad ribs and they've, had, you know, yeah. the beatdown that happened obviously on Dynamite. Uh Mark Quen works them over. Um Allen puts him in a side headlock for a bit. Quinn counters with a hammerlock. Um, and uh, Darby Allen gets out of that by sending Mark Quinn out to the floor whilst they're out there. You've got Isaiah, Cassidy, and Sting, and they sort of slightly get involved and distract people, which allows Quinn to take the advantage by sending him into the ring steps. Um, When we come back into the ring, Quinn still targets Darby Allen's rings. He suplexes him into the ring ropes, in fact, and does the old Bret Hart straight into the (laughs) turnbuckle chest first, which... Darby Allen does in only a way that Darby Allen can. Uh, the old abdominal stretch where he keeps ooh, just grabbing the ropes when the referee's not looking. Eventually, though, Darby Allen's maybe uh, able to counter out of it with a hip toss. Quen uh, tries to suplex Darby Allen out of the ring, but he uh, counters that and snaps Quen's arm against the ropes. When we come back from the uh, split screen ad break thing, Quen counters the sunset flip from Allen into a double knee drop. Well, uh, oh, sorry, Quen counters the sunset flip into a flip and then hits a double knee drop on Alan's chest. He does that flipping, is it a flapjack or a DDT or something that he does where he's sort of in position to hit a neck breaker and then, I don't know, does some yeah, man yeah, flipping yeah, yeah. bollocks. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, in the end, uh, Darby Allen counters the delayed suplex into a nice scorpion death drop. Obviously, a lovely homage yeah. to his dad at ringside. <laughs> um, Darby Allen goes up top for the coffin drop. Cassidy distracts him. Sting. Cassidy get into it, uh, and then Quen pushes Allen off the top to the floor and hits him with a 450 splash out there that looked like it sucked for both men. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, the poor Quen guy's thinks, knees, man. thinks about getting Darby <laughs> Allen back in the ring, thinks better of it, tries to get the count out, but Darby Allen just gets in, uh, and Quen covers this body, but uh, Darby Allen kicks out at two. And as Quen goes for the shooting star press, Darby Allen moves, gets him straight into a Fujiwara armbar. And Mark Quinn taps out. We'll talk about what happened post-match in a sec, but uh, yeah, hell of an opener as always on, on Rampage.
1: It was good stuff,
2: this, wasn't it? It was a very traditionally
1: styled, laid-out pro wrestling match. Uh, started with some baby face shine, Darby getting the... The advantage in the majority of the grappling exchanges because he has quite a clear grappling advantage over Mark Quinn that's the way it should be uh the heel works the heat during the picture in picture which comes from shun- some shenanigans on the outside you have the comebacks and all of that leading to the finish um yeah just a very well structured match follows the basic tenets of good pro wrestling psychology in that regards and uh, these two these two worked really well together mm. um I think when you when you see Maybe like a year ago when you saw a private party member or the tag team in there, you might think, oh, they're just going to do a bunch of flips and it's going to be mm-hmm. visually exciting, but not a whole lot else. But I think both of them have done a really good job of adapting over the past year or so,
2: particularly in the Lots past A le- lot, lot less botchy as well, I think it's fair to yeah, say. Yeah,
1: they've, they've started putting things together um, to a greater degree than maybe in their, their, their early days. Yeah. Um, aside from, they, you know, they had the odd spectacular match like the Young Bucks match mm-hmm, and there mm-hmm. are some others as well. Um but they're they're becoming more well-rounded wrestlers. Now here, here, I thought this was a really quite a restrained match in a way. That might seem odd considering that Mark Quinn did a four-fifty <laughs> to the outside, but consider where the 450 took place it made perfect sense because darby allen was down and vulnerable on the outside Mm -hmm. you do a 450 it's got more momentum it's more impactful than just jumping on someone with a normal splash yes it looked like it hurt his knees uh, (laughs) uh that that's the price you pay for hitting a high risk offense as michael cole might say um yeah i had a good time with this i thought it was fun i thought the seconds were quite well used on the outsides like early on Cassidy helped quen get the advantage to put darby into the ring steps and then when he tried to interfere again later on uh, Sting was like nah bugger off man. And yeah just launched him into the table like go away leave me alone um, Yeah, nothing to complain about here. Just a good solid restrained match with the odd spike of excitement and i thought the finish was really well done yeah like the counter was really smooth i think the fact that quen had a little bit of a wobble on the top rope i don't know if he did it on purpose but if he did he do did it, on play purpose, into it well nicely he did yeah like it, it gave that gives darby time to adjust and believably mm-hmm. segan to the arm bar if i'm being nitpicky and i should, because this is an in-depth show i would have liked maybe some more arm work from darby to set up the finish um he did target it a few occasions in this match mm-hmm one point he pulled it down over the rope and there was Mm -hmm. some stuff in the grapples as well that would have been cooler that would have raised it up a notch but really not much to complain about just a good solid opener darby is a three-dimensional wrestler and excellent in pretty much every regard at this stage and uh quen still very young but coming along nicely
2: Fully satisfied with this. Mm, and then they sort of knew what was coming, considering what happened on Dynamite <laughs> here. Uh, Outcome: the AFO now, of course. Uh, as you mentioned, Butcher chowing down on meat as they stormed out, out the ring. a pork chop, room. baby. <laughs> um, but before anything can happen, before they can utilize the numbers game to really destroy uh, Darby Allen and Sting, who should make the save? But the Hardy Boys, their iconic music hits. They walk <laughs> down dressed like they've Walked straight out of (laughs) 1999 or whatever it was. Um, And uh, yeah, the AFO think better of it. I think this was a nice touch. It was fine, wasn't it? uh, You know, I don't think you need to necessarily have them getting physical because that just happened on Dynamite.
1: Yeah, like... You don't want to make a habit of doing angles like this, do you, where where guys just come out and go, ha ha, yeah, mm, you guys, we just stopped you by standing here. Um, but it's their first night in the company, isn't it? Um, you can totally get away with the Hardy. just coming out and lapping up a pop. That's what happened here. Um, totally fine for the first night. We saw with Sting, actually, who was in the ring when he came in. He was doing a lot of comes out, interrupts and does nothing style angles. So not something you want to habitually get into, but totally fine on this night. It was just a pop. That's all it was. Hell of a reaction, yeah. Yeah, just a good pop. And yeah, shout-outs to the
2: butcher eating his pork chop on TV. That is a (laughs) mindset I can get behind 100%. Absolutely. Uh, Then we hear from new TNT champion Scorpio Sky, and uh, more specifically from the leader of American Top Team and the Men of the Year, Dan Lambert. Uh, He cuts this promo talking about the fact that Wardlow is obviously facing Scorpio Sky on this week's Dynamite. He uh, references... Bruno Sammartino and, and Larry Zabisco and, and draws comparisons between MJF and Wardlow there, and Scorpio Sky uh, promises that Wardlow is just going to be another victim of the streak in San Antonio. He says, "I will be defending two titles." I think Ethan Page maybe said this. In fact, defending two titles, the belt that's one. Sammy <laughs> and the streak instantly adored Scorpio Sky here because he was only wearing. One championship belt. Yeah, yeah, I think he's been listening to your tweets and videos and podcasts. <laughs> Constant <laughs> rants. Um, but yeah, just good basic stuff this to build towards a match that yeah. is quite unpredictable, I think it's fair to say, on Wednesday this week. Yeah, definitely. There's an argument to be made for almost every finish.
1: Definitely. Like, there's a lot you can do with it. Like, with the promo itself, I I really like Dan Lambert's old ass comparing MGF and Wardlow to, to Larry <laughs> Zbysko's famous turn. Um, and then Scorpio's the click to end the promo. I love that. It's such a the finger click. It's such a small thing, but it's it's just cool. Mm. It just looks cool when he does it. Um, the match is interesting for sure. I think the most popular outcome is MGF screwing Wardlow. Mm-hmm. I think the most interesting outcome is Wardlow winning it and then MGF spiraling further because it's like this guy's won a belt before me, this guy, who turned his back on me, who I've bullied for two and a half years, who I've gaslit and negged and all of this. He is way ahead of me Mm -hmm. in the pecking order now. I think that's a bit more of an interesting way to take it. It's not that MTF screwing Wardlow is bad. That's good still. Um, but there are loads of options, and all of them are good apart from maybe Scorpio Sky squashing Wardlow for no reason. <laughs> yeah, not but that's that dumb. Yeah, that's dumb, and they're not going to do that. So yeah, interested in this. I thought that uh, everyone in this promo came off really well, and
2: yeah, click the fingers to close mm, the segment. I stuff. love that. So simple. Then um, we get some bollocks from the House of Blech. <sighs> Uh The usual, finishing each other's sentences. I've just written here, talking a load of bollocks about turning people's eyes black. We, we rant and rave about the House of Black, myself and the Dudleys on this podcast. Yeah, Any black. different for you? No. Um, <laughs> so I love all three of these guys as wrestlers. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They rule. Um,
1: Alistair Black. Oh, gee, was Malachi Black I've enjoyed for a long, long time, dating back to his uh, indie days when he was Tommy and the Sumerian Death Squad, all of that stuff. Uh, Buddy Murphy. Oh, gee, was I'm doing it again. <laughs> Buddy Matthews, um, who I... First became aware of in NXT when he was tagging with Wesley Blake, and then he moves to 205 Live, and he just starts having these incredible banger matches with all of those guys. And then Brody King, who I love as a musician and a wrestler, and I think has fit into AEW as this dynamic powerhouse extremely well. These guys rule as wrestlers, but the aesthetic isn't really... It's not for me. No. Not for me. So, like... And if you're into this kind of thing and you like, like it does look, it looks cool um, stylistically, and it's unique compared to everything. What else is going on in the company? And if you're into this stuff, hey, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. But my point of view on this is that I want to be able to suspend my disbelief uh, in pro wrestling. That has always been the one thing I look for the most. Uh, This is too immaculately produced. You've walked into a studio and you're walking into spotlights one after the other and stuff and it's choreographed and it's stunted. Yeah, exactly. It's too artificial for me to invest in. I think like you can have some, these guys can have like a vaguely metal aesthetic and, and have like a slightly spooky vibe without stepping over that line for me. And to me, it's just a little bit too leaning towards the, the overproduced kind of supernatural stuff where you're clearly in a studio and it's like, I don't want my immersion broken that way when I watch it. Um, I appreciate that a lot of people are different and I respect that. And hey, we just agree to disagree. But it's a similar deal to Penta and Pac, isn't it? It's a case of like two really fantastic wrestlers doing some aesthetic stuff that I'm not totally into. The plus side with the House of Black is that they don't have Alex Abrahantz dressed up like a cartoon vampire. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, God bless Alex. I think he's really good at what he does. He's awesome, yeah. But not not this part, not this part, my friend. Um, Not a fan of that in general. But yeah, House of Black, I mean, look—they just had an incredible match at that pay-per-view, and I want more of those. It was awesome. Um, but this stuff, yeah, we we don't differ here <laughs> at all.
2: Yeah, is this the opposite of the? Uh, and then the bell rang. Uh, <laughs> Polar opposite. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. bell rings, and I go into this. Here we go. And anything else, I'm just I just couldn't care less. Like the the commentators were speculating as to who they were referencing. Whose eyes are they going to yeah. turn back? Uh, turn black? And I said. I don't care. You know what? Like, the stuff with the mist changing people and stuff.
1: No, mate, this isn't, (laughs) it's not a fantasy novel, you know? Like, if you're going to black people's eyes, do it with your fists. Mm. Like that's, that's cooler. Just punch people in the face, mate. <laughs> I don't like, I'm, I'm all for, don't get me wrong. I'm all for using the mist as like a, a heel thing in a match. I think it's, I love it. I've always loved the mist when Muta oh, and all yeah. those guys did it to G in WWE later on. Um, It's a really cool thing, especially when it comes out of nowhere and you're like, Oh, what the heck? Um, But if we're to, to kind of take this stuff as like, a, a toxic entity that infects the person. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it's too far removed from reality for yeah, me. Load yeah, load of bollocks. Yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, respect all the people who enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, You don't, do you?
0: <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
2: rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. <laughs> well, let's move on. Uh, we got Jamie Hater versus Mercedes Martinez next. Uh, a bit of a grudge match, obviously, uh, playing alongside this feud between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker who will fight for the world title in a steel cage this Wednesday. That'll keep everyone out. It <laughs> always does. <laughs> uh, that's on their own cynicism.
1: That's a WWE thing. But they
2: are back and forth early on. Uh, Hater <laughs> charges at Martinez and eats a big boot. Uh, and Martinez nails her with a stiff clothesline. Some hard hits in this they, one. They beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we go to the break and come back. Martinez hits Hater with a, a sort of double underhook suplex three amigos thing that she does, which I really enjoyed. I uh, Hater fights back, though. Inverted backbreaker gets her a near fall. Uh, she also puts a solid forearm right in the face of uh, Martinez. Uh, she comes back, though, suplexes Hater into the buckles. And then, oh my days. <laughs> The uh, German super Spider German Suplex, spider it's German. called, isn't it?
1: I've never seen anyone do that move and it not look like death. It's yeah. awesome.
2: So they're sort of fighting on the top turnbuckle, and, yeah, Martinez just grabs her and just whoop, lets her go. <laughs> See you and later. hater langs right on the back of her neck. Uh, in the midst of all this, uh, Rebels jumped up on the apron. I'm not sure if this was deliberate or not, but she drops her glasses in the ring. The referee busies himself with all that. Um and uh, as Martinez is sort of helping herself up in the corner and Hayter's recovering in the centre of the ring, Britt Baker jumps in and just twats her several times in the head, <laughs> uh, and she turned around after that, and the referee turned around to see Hayter hit her with that stiff lariat of hers. One, two, three, post-match, they uh, set up to do the curb stomp onto the women's title belt, but thankfully Thunder Rosa runs down with a chair to make this save. Nice little side feud to build towards the match on Wednesday, I thought. Yeah, I thought this was good stuff. Um,
1: Yeah, uh, quite a short match, but a brisk one. Mm -hmm. Uh, They worked snugly in their exchanges. Oh, that they did. Yeah, they did. Those were some pretty fierce... Like, these two are just really... You you see it in the basic stuff they do. These two are just really good, solid, fundamental wrestlers. You watch the lock-up... Very fundamental. Very fundamental. You got that on a button
2: still. I don't think I've got it, actually. Oh. Someone sent it me very kindly. Harley Reese. Oh, actually, maybe I've got it here, actually. Oh. These nuts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's that's not
1: what we're looking for. <laughs> but yeah, like, y- you see it in the lockups. They feel like a struggle in a contest. Like, they're pushing back against each other and jostling for position, and it's quite gritty and attritional. Um, like, Martinez. Martinez is, like... One of the few people who can be like believable against haters power advantage that she has yes exactly like, yeah against the rest of the division and then the bombs came in the form of the spider german and other moves and it was sick the backbreaker from from hater Oof. looked awesome as well um yeah for the time this was really good it was cannibalized a little bit by the positioning of the picture in picture which felt like it kicked in just as they were starting to start yeah. um which is a shame. Um, because you are kind of conditioned to not pay as much attention during these periods. Um, Obviously, we do for the purposes of the room. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like a good little match for sure. I I enjoyed it. I think they did about as... I mean, I couldn't really ask for more given the length of it. Would have liked a cleaner finish. I think that Rebel dropping glasses is a a bit bit lame, isn't it? It's a bit
2: bit played out as well with this whole Baker stable too.
1: Yeah, but like Britt was this was an exercise in being great at ringside without being too distracting. Just her little mannerisms mm. and like little glances to the camera and stuff reacting to things. She was just the right amount of animated without going, ah, look at me mm. instead of a match. I thought Britt did really good work at ringside. Uh, Hater is extremely expressive as well. Like her little taunts and faces that she'll pull when she's in control and the bow she does and things like that. Um, she gets it. She's... A really, really good all-round television wrestler, and I hope to see her in more matches like this. Indeed. The one thing about the post-match is that it's fine. Yeah, you know, Thunderosa comes down, gets a pop, chases them off. Whatever. It's not. There's not too much to it. It did. It was just another thing though that did make me wish they'd done a better job with the Brit and Thunder Rosa st- oh, uh, yeah. story because it's like you could think about the building just erupting. Um, if this had been a better-told feud, it's a shame. But we're you know we're reviewing this show, mm. so there we are.
2: Um, Hikaru Shida then cut a promo on Serena Deeb talking about feuds in the women's <laughs> division. Uh, she obviously wants revenge on Deeb. She talked about her recovery uh, and the fact that Deeb could go for Shida's knee again. But Shida's going to cut her head off. Yeah. yeah what what <laughs> is it with these babyface promos <laughs> recently, specifically with the women, where they don't really come across like a babyface? face, like... I can't tell whether she has watched one too many John Moxley promos and gone, oh, just say you'll kill him. Got it, yeah, or or what? Because we had Statlander the other week saying, oh yeah, you deserve to be made into an orphan, uh, uh, Layla Hirsch. And then you've got uh, her you're gonna cut Serena Deep's head off. It was a bit much, wasn't it? It was a bit much. I'm uh, gonna oh, decapitate you. All right. Well, that's a bit much. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna skin
1: you and then wear your flesh. <laughs> yeah. Like this was. Uh, yeah. Good fire from Sheeda, but that line was a bit. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. Still, I, I like the feud. Yeah. Uh, they're both very good. They've had good matches before. Great in ring. Yeah. Just. Just a strange choice, wasn't it? Just Surreal. A, but fair play. Like. Um. I think they're going to, the next stage of this will obviously be quite bitter and intense, and that's what we want.
2: Yeah. Anything that gets more Serena deep in the ring is all right by me. Yeah. Uh, right, then we had Keith Lee in action against QT Marshall, who had Solo and Kamarotto, but no Ogogo at ringside, in the words of uh, CM Punk, I believe. Yeah. Um, no one else. No one else. So <laughs> QT Marshall is, and if he's listening, don't take this the wrong way. A brilliant git. Yeah, he's a prick. Yeah, he mouths off to <laughs> Lee. He walks straight into a headbutt because Lee's doing his conducting of the bask in His Glory sort of thing. Uh and uh Marshall fights back with an eye rake and does the conducting himself and just gets nailed with a double <laughs> chop by Keith Lee, uh, who then yeah, does the brilliant corner to corner Beal thing that he does. With so much ease, despite the size difference in uh, QC Marshall compared to Isaiah Cassidy, yeah, for example. Yeah. Um, Marshall did get some offense in. Um, he snapped Lee's neck against the uh, top rope. He hit that drop kick from the top rope as well, uh, but only got a one count and went through the old flying, you know, when they kick out and send their person yeah. to, who's laying on top of them about three yards in the other direction. Uh, he uh, gets floored by a lariat. Um, Lee goes for the big bang catastrophe, but. Comorato is at ringside, grabs Lee's foot. That distracts him. That allows Marshall to Marshall to fight back. He goes for the diamond cutter, but uh, Lee just shrugs him off. Big bang catastrophe gets him the one, two, three. And then it all kicks off after the uh, bell sounds. Uh, Aaron Solo comes in and just gets wrecked <laughs> by Keith Lee. A Comorato gets in and uh, gets hit with a pop-up powerbomb. And uh, Comorato uh, is out on the floor. And Lee picks up solo and chucks him onto Camerato and Marshall, and then, as they've been uh, acknowledging on commentary, Team Taz come in to deal with the person they suddenly have got an issue with following uh, the uh, the ladder match. Of course, at the pay per view, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks run in and go, "Here's how it's done, lads." Body block from Hods on Hobbs on Lee. Starks hits him with a clothesline. Hobbs hits him with a spine buster and pulls that amazing face of his. Ah, oh, he's the best. Stands tall, looks so bloody cool doing it. Team Task targeting Keith Lee, Andy. What did you think of the yeah. attack and the and the match prior to that? You th- you, oh, Hobbs is so cool, man. Like
1: nobody comes off like that on tv to the extent that he does he he radiates physical charisma at this yeah. stage uh, and he's had to develop that throughout his run so it's very impressive also very impressive um that he can just hit an effortless spine buster on keith lee um this match just really made me want to see those guys bashing into each other in a match, <laughs> and it's obviously the product of Ricky Hobbs mocking Keeve Lee's voice backstage in those segments. Greetings! So yeah, so that the, the, that was that was a lot of fun. I thought Hobbs came off extremely well. Um, I love this version of Keith Lee, man. I th- they, I'm having a great time watching his AEW run so far.
2: I saw some people suggesting that Marshall got too much offense in. And I'm not buying the match went like four minutes. Yeah,
1: he? like he, he hit him like four times. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it, 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 people are nuts. People are nuts. It's like this, the, this version of Keith Lee, Like, he's not doing the flips that he used to on the Indies. Like, he's not doing the ranas and the dives and stuff. Not but yet. I, not yet. But I think that's okay, because yeah. his power moves are so spectacular. It's unbelievable. he all the pounce in here as well. i did, to yeah. mention that. He did. Like, the Beale bro is amazing. Uh, the pounce, obviously. Uh, even the headbutt. Like, that looked yeah. brutal as well. And obviously, it takes a willing dance partner to... to sell and fling themselves across the ring but i think he's coming off extremely well on tv right now there was all those bad faith discussions about oh he's out of shape and oh he's a bit bigger and all of this stuff and it's like yeah maybe he is a little bit bigger but the guy almost died because of covid exactly calm your tits everybody gee was like let the man wrestle how he wants to wrestle and let him live how he wants to live and this version of him is a fire to watch i'm really loving this run um and the perfect feud next for him yeah and if you got like people gas uh gassing what am i trying to say hand wringing about him gassing out or whatever it's nonsense like you start worrying about people gassing out in the ring when they get sloppy and dangerous exactly. he's not that he's very precise and he's tremendous love keith lee and yeah great next opponent for him qt was a great opponent for him here Marshall uh, cutie rules like yeah people like I know are like uh, stage people were like get this guy off my TV blah 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 and all like around the Paul White feud exactly um but everything he does looks really good and he's really good at compelling you to want to see him get punched in the face as well like you said. exactly can doing the conducting and then thinking he can match Keith Lee in a match <laughs> it's just great stuff like he's a really good sniveling heel he's a very solid pro wrestler a great squash match victim and the moments of offense he had here only
2: increased the need to see him get his ass kicked so this was good stuff Uh, Main event time, it's Swerve's first AEW match. He was facing off against Tony Nese. Uh, Beforehand, they do the uh, promo off. Tony Nese said he he requested this match with Swerve. He's the premier athlete. He hasn't been defeated all year. Uh, And Strickland says, well, I'm pretty used to beating you on uh, on Friday (laughs) nights. So why not do it again in whose house? Swerve's house. Over to Mark Henry, who hits us with the old... seems to get longer that each week. It does, it does. You did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, so Swerve's in control early on. Um, these two work so well together. Yeah, this good. Uh, he gets out of a wrist lock, Nice does, by uh, dropping down to the floor. Uh, and again, Nice this time uh, gets beaten with a wrist lock after Strickland counters by using the ropes to flip out of it and take him down. Um, Strickland countered some brawling from Nice with a head scissors and a seated drop kick. Uh, and Nice tries to low bridge Strickland and he just perfectly lands on his feet on the floor. Um, they uh, battle, they do a sort of counter exchange on the apron and on the floor, uh, and Strickland nails Nice with a boot from there, but as they're getting back in the ring, Nice uses the ring skirt to tie up Strickland and hits him with a drop kick to take control as we go to a break. When we come back, Swerve went, I've just written down for, some crazy flipping move, (laughs) Uh, and Nice just punched him in the face. (laughs) Uh, But Nice then misses a springboard moonsault, and Swerve connects with an elbow off the middle rope, uh, right to the back of Nice's head. He he uh, hits his tilt wheel backbreaker and then transitions into a deadlift brain buster. Strickland goes up top, but Nice catches him there with an uppercut and he hits a juice box, I think it's called, for a, for a two-count. Uh, Strickland goes for a sunset flip, but Nice rolls through and catches Strickland with a kick and Nice follows up with a 450 splash for a near fall. Then Nice goes for a pump-handle slam. Strickland gets him, uh, reverses him. He's got him in a two, uh, tombstone position, but Nice slides out onto the apron. Um... In the midst of all this, Swerve hits him with a foot stomp to put him on the outside. Uh, Nice uh, is getting back in. Um, There's a downward spiral for a near fall. But then Strickland hits a stomp and uh, comes off the top with the double stomp, uh, a bit like the cave-in from Cameron Grimes, but off the top rope, which looks horrific to take. (laughs) Uh, Or a bit like the uh, coup de grace, I suppose, as well. Um, And Shane Strickland, Swerve gets his first victory in the main event. And uh, what a reception he got as well.
1: Yeah, this was really good. Um good to see that the the Swerves House call and response is already over. Like oh, yeah. got a really good reception in the in the pre-match interview with Mark Henry. Um so that's like a really easy thing for people to connect with straight away. Catchphrases, simple, effective wrestling stuff. And if you can get a catchy one, you are on to an absolute winner and this is catching on already. Um Uh, It was good of Tony Nese. Like, I know Mark Henry was on Busted Open Radio this week, or last week, sorry, talking about maybe Tony Nese needs to find more of an identity as a wrestler, and, like, his criticisms were very fair. Yeah. But in in this situation, presenting him as just a straightforward wrestling guy... With a bit of a grudge. Yeah, a bit of resentment, because Swerve's, like, he does his music, and he's a mogul, in his own words, uh, from the promo. It's a good clash of characters, and people in different situations and of course Tony nice is a ridiculously solid pro wrestler um you can put him in there with almost anyone and you're going to get something good he's just he's a very good well-rounded wrestler who can impart some some heel mannerisms in there uh, he had some good cutoffs here um but he's also super athletic so mm. if you want to, to just have some big popping moments he is a more than willing dance partner I thought Nice did a really good job here. And I thought Swerve did an excellent job himself. Obviously, I've spoken about this guy so many times. I'm very high on him. Mm-hmm. I think he has immense megastar potential. And he had a very good outing here. Showed you some of his innovative offense. I thought the the cutoff where they both like changed directions uh, early on and went to the mm. ropes and Strickland went low to, to knock him to the mat was really well done. But the match was full of little moments like that. And, uh, yeah, man, this was just a good outing for Swerve. They weren't, sh- they weren't going out and trying to have some crazy eyeball-popping match of the year. It no. was just, hey, here's what Swerve can do opposite a very capable opponent. Um, you know, a lot of people will talk about Tony Neeson. Yes, this was only his second match on proper TV, as in TNT or TBS, since he signed. Not a lot. He's been away for a long time. But things like this are why you bring him in, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Because like, he's going to do a really good professional job. Very good wrestler. And, yeah, Strickland did well. He's getting over already. Uh, Sky's the limit for this guy. Mm. I hope he's on TV almost every single week. Uh, I agree. Hope he's not one of these guys who goes missing for periods on end, which would be a shame but when you have, like, 9 million wrestlers, I guess (laughs) it happens. But, yeah. Yeah, nice match. Probably the best thing on the show to close what was, yeah, just a fun hour of TV.
2: Yeah, really excited to see what they do next with Swerve and another, another enjoyable episode of AEW Rampage. Uh, do let us know your thoughts on the show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch they You can follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at.
1: Follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hoops. Remember the Hoops? Oh, yep. yeah.
2: Everyone remembers the Hoops. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. We reviewed SmackDown a little bit earlier on today. We're going to be previewing Monday Night Raw uh, in a while as well. But for now, this has been the AW Rampage Review. My thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.